Welcome to Talking History, a series of talks from the Farnham U3A World History Group. The views expressed in this talk are representative of the views held at the time of the material being discussed. They do not necessarily represent the views of the speaker, the Farnham U3A World History Group, nor the team at the Mr. T Podcast Studio. In the fourth of our short talks on transport, Tim Davis tells us about Mail Rail, the underground railway that ran through London, taking the post between a number of the mainline stations and also the major London sorting offices. The railway without passengers. And it didn't carry passengers until years after it closed because deep beneath London's choked streets there's a six and a half mile railway that operated 19 hours a day from 1927 to 2003 without drivers, guards or passengers. To many this was one of the most successful railways in the world. The post office underground railway was a solution to the transport of large volumes of mail across a foggy and congested city. The first steps were in 1855, when the Secretary of the Post Office, one Roland Hill, submitted a report for a system to transport mail in underground tubes propelled by air pressure. Initially, it was to be used to connect the post office headquarters to another post office building at Hoban, and then eight other offices might have been linked in, although it would have worked it would have been very expensive. In 1863, the post office reviewed a new pneumatic railway built by the Pneumatic Dispatch Company, running nine feet below the ground between Euston Station and Evershot Street. The wrought iron rail cars were sucked along the tube in about a minute. Trials continued until 1866, when the company ran into financial difficulties. Work restarted, and by December 1873, the line had been extended via Hoban to carry mail through to the GPO building in St. Martin's Le Grand. This ran until October 1874. By the start of the 20th century, London's mail was severely delayed by traffic congestion and regular fog, and a committee was set up in 1909 to review the use of underground pneumatic and electric railways. In February 1911, it recommended the construction of an electric railway with driverless trains, based on a railway in Chicago that moved materials into the city and waste out of the city. In 1913, the Post Office London Railway Bill became an act and it envisaged six and a half miles of tunnels with a journey time of 18 minutes, an average depth of 70 feet below ground, to connect the west and east ends of London with eight stations, the Paddington District Office at Paddington Station, the Western Parcels Office in Bird Street, the Old Western Delivery Office in Wimpole Street, the Western District Office in Rathbone Place, 
New Oxford Street, Mount Pleasant, King Edward Building in King Edward Street, Liverpool Street Railway Station and the Eastern District Office in Whitechapel. Digging began in 1914 and a short experimental track with one car was erected on Plumstead Marshes. I don't know whether they were hoping it would sink down to 70 feet. <laughs> Tunnelling work was completed by 1917, however the Treasury didn't allow the Post Office to order or install any operating equipment because of the First World War. The tunnels were used to store art treasures from the National Portrait Gallery, the British Museum, the Wallace Collection and the Tate Gallery. The high price of materials after the war meant that work didn't resume until 1923. And on the 5th of December 1927, the railway opened with parcel traffic running between Mount Pleasant and Paddington. The trains ran in a nine-foot diameter tunnel fitted with a double two-foot gauge track. The main tunnel divides into two seven-foot single-track tunnels as the trains approach each station. In June 1924, track laying started using 1,000 tonnes of running rail and 160 tonnes of conductor rail. In 1925, the installation of the electrical equipment, lifts, conveyors and mail chutes started. However, there were further delays caused by the general strike. In February 1927, the first section between Paddington and West Central District Office became available for training. The line between Mount Pleasant to Liverpool Street opened for Christmas parcels between the 19th and 24th of December 1927. And then the full parcel service began on the 28th of December. On the 2nd of January 1928, the Liverpool Street to Eastern District Office opened for parcels. 13th of February 1928, letter traffic began with the opening of the West Central District Office Station. And on the 12th of March 1928, the Western District Office was opened. The original rolling stock of 90 trains had to be replaced after three years because of excessive wear to the track. Each 27-foot long single-car train carried four mailbag containers. Each container held an average of 15 bags of letters or six bags of parcels. At its peak, an average of four million letters were transported on this railway line each and every day. Replacement trains were trialled in the 1960s and a new fleet was introduced in 1980. Initially, the train was controlled from control panels in the platform tunnels at each of the stations. The mechanically and electrically interlocked panels allowed the trains to be shunted in the station or routed straight on to the next station, something akin to an express mail train. The stations at the Western Parcels Office and the Western District Office closed in 1965. They were replaced by a station at the new Western District Office in Rathbone Place on the 3rd of August 1965. To mark its 60th anniversary in 1987, the Post Office Underground Railway changed its name to Mail Rail, and some of the trains were rebuilt with streamlined casings. A £750,000 centralised computer control system was introduced 
in 1993. This enabled the entire railway to be controlled from a single point instead of through separate control rooms at each station. The Vaughan computer directly interfaced with the existing control system and was brought into operation section by section to allow the system to carry on operating as normal during the installation. The computer could control the progress of each train on the system automatically. If there was a problem, the line controller could take control of any part of the system and reroute trains as needed. By the late 1990s, trains were only stopping at Paddington, the Western Delivery Office, Mount Pleasant and the Eastern District Office. A Royal Mail press release in April 2003 said that the railway would be closed and mothballed at the end of May that year. The Royal Mail had previously stated that the railway was five times more expensive to use than road transport. The Communication Workers Union claimed that the actual figure was closer to three times more expensive and argued that this was the result of a deliberate policy of running the railway down and using it only at one-third of its capacity. A local government report by the Greater London Authority stated that the line carries an average of four million letters and parcels a day and supported the continued use because of the increase in lorries on local roads following the closure. The railway closed on the 31st of May 2003. Today, you can travel as a passenger on mail rail at the Postal Museum in London. In October 2013, the British Postal Museum archive announced that it intended to open part of the network to the public. Approval was granted by Islington Council and work on the new museum and railway began in 2014. Special tourist trains were installed in late 2016 to run on a circular route beneath the depot at Mount Pleasant with a journey time of around 15 minutes. Trains started to run in 2017. In the first year of operation there were 9,000 trips covering 6,213 miles and the Railway and Museum hosted over 198,000 visitors. On the day I visited, I didn't have the opportunity to travel by train. I had to walk around the track. <laughs> Thank you. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio in association with the Farnham U3A World History Group. Thank you very much for listening to this talk.